Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. I'm Chris, and today I'm joined by Adam, Rachel, and Tony. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. Hi. How everyone. Doing good. So we're about what? We're, we're almost done with summer, right? Because if you're one what? of my kids, yeah, my kids go back to school in a week. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I know I was feeling a little sad about it. How about Here you, Rachel? Me. When do you guys go back? Uh, August 12th or 13th. August 13th. And Tony, you guys go back in November, right? Pretty much. Uh, we go back <laughs> August 28th. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I always thought up north they went back like after Labor Day. We used to, but we've been having so many storms and such yeah. bad weather that in order to mitigate the extension at the end of the year, we've started earlier. Now, are your girls looking forward to going back to school or no? Oh, totally. Yeah, it gets, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, gets away from the parents. So. Yeah. Well, speaking of their parents, real quick, you started a fun little podcast for somebody's commute. Can you tell us a little bit about it if you want to plug it and tell people where they can find it? Sure. It's uh, called the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Uh, we try to keep our episodes down to 20 minutes. Uh, we never diverge from our topic, unlike this show. And uh, <laughs> it's uh, just recapping the Disney news from the day before in a size uh, that's just perfect for your commute. So uh, we put it out Monday through Friday. And uh, right now you can find it under the Two Dudes Talking Disney uh, banner, which is my other podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, there is a group on, on Facebook called Disney Drive Time Podcast that, uh, you know, we link to every night. And then you can get your podcast wherever you kids get them from the iTunes or the kicks or the Instagrams, whatever. I, I, don't, I don't get the whole technology stuff. Something, yeah. yeah. yeah whatever the like kids that. are doing. Do you tweet from the commute about the show, Tony? Uh, no, that's unsafe driving, Adam. Okay, just Eyes check on it. the road, 10 and 12. 10, 10 and 12. 12. Exactly. Nine I thought it was two. 9 and 6 or whatever it is. 9, and, nine and 6? What kind of weirdo drives like that? <laughs> 9 and 6. 9 and 3? I don't know. I don't know. I 10 and 2. That's how we learned it, Adam. Oh, I just stick my my, own, my hand on the top and, you know, just uh, like a low roller, you know, like a yeah. low rider. Low roller. <laughs> low rider. Okay, we got it. Gotcha. Um, okay. Well, well, that's nice because when I saw that, I thought they're preparing for their life as empty nesters. Yes. You know, they're getting started early because, you know, the kids will be out of the house in a few years. The next thing you know, they've got to have something to do. So it's <laughs> and, podcast and domination. is it. Exactly. Yeah, that's no, cute. It's a great idea. I saw it popped up. I'm like, oh, that's clever. I like that. Did I mention so. that it's co-hosted by my wife, my lovely wife, Cheryl? Wait a minute. Wait yes. A minute. Cheryl's co-hosting it? She is. Oh, then I definitely got to listen. The only problem right. is my commute is like 40 minutes. What do I do for the other 20 minutes, Tony? Um, Prepare you yourself mentally twice. for your day. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, could, you could meditate. You could like, you know. I don't know, chant your mantra or something. Your can't mantra meditate. is probably like, I need a massage. Can't meditate driving in New Jersey traffic. That's, That's probably true. Just sit there and the pray that you don't blow up another tire or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 Adam, you could listen to it twice or listen to it once and then listen to an old episode of Mouse and More. Oh, yeah, I could do that. I do like listening back to our episodes. To do you see listen how far to we've them? Gone. Yeah, to make sure we're not repeating topics or anything. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't listen to the podcast I was on before, and I don't listen to this one. <laughs> Every now and then, 
I will listen if I'm really worried that it was bad or if I know it's going to be funny. But otherwise, I've never I don't like hearing myself because I'm like, God, what a dork. And then I get really nervous the next time we podcast. So I, I try not to listen. I don't read the reviews on iTunes either unless they're like maybe Liza will send me one. She's like, oh, we got a good one. <laughs> so that's a plug or less. Drama. Oh, go ahead. Plug or last show. But did you guys listen to it where it was a, like a live show from the parks? No. I've been out of town. Well, I'm out of town because I went on Sunday morning. I went to Disneyland. I got there around noonish, and then I left around eight o'clock the next night. So yeah, so I was I'm like totally out of the loop. I, I tried. Are you know they are mobile after all. Right? I know, but I was like if if I had a spare second, I was answering questions that like clients or agents had or something, yeah. or I was in line for Millennium Falcon. But we'll talk about that later. So. About my experience on what happens when somebody can't drive the Falcon or fly the Falcon, I should say. Um, let me say I've never been closer to getting thrown out of a Disney park before in my head because I didn't say anything out loud. Um, okay, let's go ahead. That was my teaser for the next show. It's pretty funny, actually. It involves some hippies. Let's talk about our topic for tonight, which I think is kind of an interesting topic. We get asked this a lot, and I know Adam doesn't get asked this, but I remember you traveling with a pretty large group. So when you have a big group of people going to Disney, one of the things that's going to be a challenge is dining. And just as an aside, whenever I have a large group of people traveling together, I set up a Facebook group for my clients. That way, even if I'm only, you know, interacting with one person over email and over the phone as far as making reservations, I can go ahead and interact with all of them in the Facebook group. And that way, everybody feels included. Everybody, you know, if they have a simple question like Magical Express, they don't have to go through the, the you know, point of, you know, the main contact person and come to me. That's an aside. But the biggest issue I find with groups, and by groups I mean maybe eight people or more, is when you're dealing with dining. And um, Tony and Rachel, you guys have booked larger parties, right? Yes. I have. Okay. Let me ask you guys a question. What do you normally, I'll start with Tony. What do you normally advise people when somebody comes to you and says, I need to make a dining reservation for 15 people? What do you tell them? You know, the first thing, as as always, even for somebody who isn't a party of 15, you know, what restaurants do you want to hit? Obviously, if they say, you know, Cinderella's Royal Table, that that's, you know, that's something that needs to be addressed sooner than later. Uh, hopefully you're still outside your six month, yeah. 180 day window so that you've got the time to, uh, you know, plan this all out. Um, and, and a lower tier restaurant isn't going to be as, you know, as imminent of a an issue. Um, but, you know, it, the, the first thing is always to find out where they want to eat. You know, if you've kind of got a thumbnail sketched out for their trip as to which days they're going to be in which park so you can figure out which restaurants are going to work and not work, you know, and, and, and then it a lot depends on the party. You know, the tough thing about dealing with a big group is, you know, our family generally eats dinner at 630. Maybe, you know, half of the party wants to dine at six. The other half wants to dine at seven. Um, you know, you need to get the, the dining group to figure out when they want to yeah. eat. And if you're working with a larger party. Sometimes it's a lot easier to get an off hours reservation for a larger party than, okay, they want dinner at six o'clock. Well, you know, maybe if they're willing to do a big breakfast, skip lunch and eat it, you know, four thirty, five o'clock, 
maybe you're going to be able to squeeze a party of eight or 12 into the Crystal Palace, you know, versus uh, six o'clock, which is prime dining time. Uh, you might not have that same availability. Uh, so, you know, there's unfortunately with a large party, there's a lot of moving pieces that need to be yeah. worked out. A at least that's been my experience. I don't know how it is for for Rachel. Oh, I agree with you completely, Tony. One thing I'll, I often recommend, too, is um, to do some buffets if you can, because then you're not so worried about, you know, the eat picky eaters or looking at a menu. I often feel like buffets are easier with a big group. And then if you've got the people who can't decide if they want breakfast or lunch, we'll often book a 1030 or 1045 at one of the buffets that do breakfast. And so they can eat. You, you can choose because they'll bring lunch at 11 so you can eat both meals. I and feel that's, like that's one way of accommodating. <laughs> very that's, smart. That, that's a great idea because, you know, one of the problems, even when I'm not at Disney, if we go out with another couple, um, you know, the nice thing about a buffet is that price point is the same. Adults right. and kids, that price point is the same. When I go out to my local Outback or my local Chili's, you know, and I go out with another party or another couple of couples, I've got, you know, there's always that one couple that orders the filet mignon and then has like six drinks. And then when the $300 bill comes, you know, I've, I'm ordering my grilled chicken with a soda. And when that bill comes and they decide to split it by each couple and they go, okay, well, each couple's going to kick in $110. I'm like, I ate $40 worth of food and had $6 worth of drinks. And suddenly because, you know, we're under this, uh, uh, you know, this, this socialism dinner here where everybody <laughs> pays the, the, their dinner. fair deal, you know, fair share of the deal. You know, I'm, I'm the one getting screwed. So it, it, it's nice with, with a buffet that everybody pays the same price. Now, there might be a different price for alcohol if there's an option for that there. But at least you don't have to worry about who's getting which entree and splitting the bill and, you know, who's got dining credits and who doesn't have dining credits. And Tony, you go Dutch with your friends in Connecticut? Yes. What the heck? You guys can't, like, pay yourself your own way? No. What do you mean, right. like, divide the ch – like, this check goes here, that check goes yeah. there? Yeah, that tends to be what we do. Like, I just I just went out to eat with a group of people yesterday in Disneyland, and uh, there were 16 of us at the table, and some people were together as a couple. Some people had a couple kids. There was me. I was, you know, solo. They just, you know, broke up all the checks for us. Yeah. That's what you got to do. I, I don't like those friends you got, Tony, that are doing that to you. I don't like that. Well, See, I kind of agree. I, I think that that is, you know, I mean, if you're especially like me, I don't really drink at dinner because, you know, I don't want to end up under the table. Um, and I know. And you weren't there that night. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I wasn't under the table. I was on the floor. I just I feel like, you know, some people like Tony said, I mean, they they order a bunch of stuff and then you end up paying. So, no, I like to divide it up. I'm well, cheap that way. The other nice thing, too, about the um, buffet is, you know, if you've got a big group, if you are doing um, correct manners and waiting for everyone to get their pla their food yeah. at the right time and everything else. That also can be a challenge if you've got a big group, as well as what about the one person whose food comes out and they're not happy with it, so then yes. they send it back, and then you're waiting on all that, or you know if they mess up one person's meal. I, I just sometimes buffets are so much easier with big groups. Well, and Tony mentioned kids. You know, if you have a multi generational, you know, group. Little kids don't want to eat, wait, and they can go up to their little buffet and get their macaroni and cheese and their corn dog nuggets and be perfectly happy while the grown-ups are doing other things. Although, as a as a mother, 
I think, Rachel, you know that as at any buffet, you are basically running things back and forth. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, okay. So I think that is that is a really great idea. Logistically, how do you make these reservations? Do you call? I know you can try to, you know, start getting them 180 days out at six o'clock. Obviously, you can't book you know, 20 people at most restaurants online. So how would you guys do that? For me, since I'm in central time zone, it is five o'clock or five o'clock for us. We try to get online and do that. The phone lines open an hour later and I immediately, as soon as it hits six o'clock central, seven o'clock Eastern, I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling 407-WDW-DINE to get help with booking these. Some of their, there is a group line number for some restaurants that you can call as well, but I'm calling to get help with booking the large groups. Also, sometimes we have to split them up. Some restaurants, for example, let's say California Grill, they might not be able to hold 25 people at one table. So I might need to split that up into two reservations. And I need to call if I only have one magic, uh, my Disney experience login, because you can only book one reservation within a certain hour for per my Disney experience. Does that, did I explain yeah. that where that makes no. sense? Yeah, that so, makes sense. I mean, like you can, if you have John Smith and you can book say 10 people at California grill for him, but you need five more people, you can't book a second reservation of five. That's when it comes in handy to maybe have two or three logins for my Disney experience. But yeah. then that's a lot of work. Yeah, um, to either it, do that, but calling is just sometimes the easiest when it comes yeah. to splitting and, up, I think. And usually at 180 days out, something like California Grill or 1900 Park Fair, which are both restaurants that can hire, they can handle a crowd pretty well. Although there's only, I think there's only two tables of 10 at California Grill, which is kind of, you know, you're not going to be at the same table, obviously. I think those restaurants don't fill up immediately at 180 days out. So you're okay at seven. Now, Ohana, that's a tough one. Because I had to get that for a wedding. I think we had 24 people. I actually had to call for that one. And we got it. We did get it. So, Tony, did you do you do something different than I stated? No, you know, it, it's you've got to call the dining number, I think, with a party that big. You know, the other thing, like Chris said, if you've got multiple uh, My Disney Experience logins, you know, you're trying to break that party up. You know, maybe maybe your party of 15 is going to be a party of seven and a party of eight. And you can get reservations at the same time. The tough thing with that is that Disney does not guarantee that your parties will be able to sit together. That being said, I don't think anyone I've known has ever had an issue seating, you know, near each other yeah. or, or at the table next to each other, uh, especially if it's something like a buffet, because they're they're seating people kind of sequentially there versus a regular sit down restaurant where it's, uh, you know, uh, first in, first out type of type of seating. Um, and it's it's coming available as people are leaving. Like I said, there's a lot of moving pieces and there's a bunch of different ways to attack it, which is probably why if you are traveling with a, a larger group, it's always best to use a travel agent, somebody who's experienced uh, in booking larger parties with Disney and has the know-how and the understanding of how the system works. So I think it's really interesting that, for example, we talked about breaking up reservations and calling. I think, you know, some places just handle bigger crowds better. And someplace like Beer Garden or 1900 Park Fair, you can book one reservation with 30 people. 
And if you look at something like Boma, which I would think they could handle crowds really well, you could, their max is 16. So you'd need two reservations if you have more than 16. Someplace like Cinderella's Royal Table, how many do you think you can book for that, guys, for one reservation? 12. 24. Who knew? I, isn't that crazy? <laughs> Chef Mickey's is also 24. So just to give you a general idea, just because a place is a buffet doesn't mean – it can handle play, handle you know these huge reservations, but you know so you might have to make two. Here's a little trivia for you. What is the largest restaurant capacity for one party booking? Oh, I don't know. Tell me. Forty nine. A party of forty nine can be accommodated by the Spirit of Aloha and the Hoopty Doo Review. Do you know what's unfortunate? Nobody wants to eat at Spirit of Aloha. You know what? Though I've recently had some clients start requesting to go different families and they have loved it. Really? Absolutely had the best time. Mm -hmm. And it was a multi-generational thing and the children were really um, shown attention. And I think that just made the meal so much better. That's good to know. Yeah. Why don't they serve the Ohana meal there? That, you know what, it would be so much better if they did. I wonder if they have limitations on the kitchen. Because that's a pretty, you know, like the, I don't, maybe that kitchen isn't set up to cook food the same way they do in Ohana. You know what I mean? I will say there was a lot of people going there when I was at the Poly every day. It I noticed that up. too. Do you, do you know what I think about those people? Those people don't have a travel agent who told them not to eat there. <laughs> so we, I, yeah, I mean, usually we don't, we tell people not to go. In fact, a friend of mine ate there the other night. She had a cast member discount. She went with a group of people and she was like, never again, even for 40% off. Um, but you know what? I think it can be cute. Like Rachel said, if that's kind of, if you're going there more for the show. Also, if you go there though, remember that it, it relies on the weather because it's outside. Yeah, that's true. So, so Tony and I, years ago, when we were both baby travel agents, we ate at Chef's. And we, I know for certain, we had a table of 23 that night. I thought they handled that extremely well. Now, when you say Chef's, you mean Chef's de France, correct? Chef's de France, yeah. Okay. So, I, th- I thought they handled that very well. And they did put our entire group together at the same table, so... They did, and with the exception of serving a chocolate mousse with a hunk missing out of it. I uh, don't know who took your dessert. I don't know. <laughs> I owe you. I owe you a dessert. I will get you one, I promise. One of these days, we're down there at the same time. She'll get you one, and then she'll eat half of it, Tony. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> you don't even want to know how much ice cream I ate the other day down at Disneyland. They have this new place there. I would knock you over, Tony, for that ice cream, just so you know. I mean, What's the, what's the new place? It's called Salt and Straw. Looked like the most – when we were there in August um, – sorry, not August, April, I was not – their flavors were, were gross. You know what? I thought so too, but we went in there because there wasn't a big line, and I got the salted caramel, and then I got the chocolate that had chocolate-covered potato chips in it, and oh, I nice. am a fan. Chocolate-covered potato chips like Lay's potato chips? Yes, ma'am. And that's good? It was amazing. I took I, I knew I was getting the salted caramel and I'm not like a two scoops of ice cream kind of girl, but not that I don't want to eat it. I just, you know, so I knew I was getting the salted caramel, but I said to the guy, can I just try this flavor here, this chocolate with the potato chips? And he's like, you can, but you're not going to get anything but this if you get it. And I said, OK, let me try it. 
and he was right. I said, I'll take a scoop of that and a scoop of the caramel. See, I'm a I'm a very I'm I'm a chocolate chip guy. That's that's as wild as I get. Maybe sometimes a cookie dough. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm not into these big, uh, you know, hipster flavors. Well, I had bought their cookbook like six months ago, and I didn't even put it together until the other day. I'm like, oh, this is the same place. But I will agree that in the cookbook, their recipes are really complicated for ice cream. You know, I'm like, what? whatever happened to sugar, eggs, and cream? You know, but yeah. Speaking of complicated, one of the places I was thinking of where you yes. could take a big group. Yes. Because this is complicated. Thank you for getting us back on task. Hey, yeah, no yeah. problem. When you have a big group of family, a lot of times family doesn't get along. I don't know how your family <laughs> is, right? You talk about family, religion, right? po- religion, politics. You could talk about what, spa- what mountain is better, right? Space, Big Thunder, or Splash. I apologize if my voice sounds a little raspy. I have Florida flu coming back from Disney World. I, oh. I contracted something, and um, I don't know if I'll make it. But, hey, regardless, you want to be entered – I would think you want to maybe have some form of other entertainment so that you're not staring at your uncle talking about the weather the whole time. Right. I would think – and I've been there with big groups before – Whispering Canyon – because of their antics that come with the service staff and the catch-up routine and the dance around the room, that's not that's a pretty good place for a big group in that yeah. you have atmosphere and you have things to occupy your mind and your time that don't include you having to have small talk with Aunt Sally who just got her uh, mole replaced three weeks ago. <laughs> mole replaced? Or Why mole would you removed? get it replaced? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Aunt Sally, she wanted another mole. I don't know why. She's weird that way. <laughs> okay. I, I agree with you. I think it's nice. Um, you know, although hopefully people can get along better than, you know, for at least an hour. Although look at the family out in Disneyland duking it out. Oh, they got arrested. They did. Do you know that um, my friend Alicia and I, when we were out there, we tried to go recreate that picture, but it was so hot. By the time we got out there, we were like, never mind. We were going to try to get someone to take our picture of us duking it out. That was but, bad. That was yeah, really bad. it was pretty bad. But you know what's good is another yes. place for a large group. Well, hold, hold on because you, you, I, I was waiting for uh, to wedge myself in there. Is, no, no wedging. You know, Whispering Canyon uh, used to be a raucous place. I think it still is. Yeah. It's too it raucous down. for me. Yeah, they, they really have. They've toned it down a lot. Well, all right. You know what isn't toned down is the food at Boma. That food is still excellent, and they got big rooms for big tables. Uh, big rooms. Big spaces for big tables. Do you know what, though? But the max on that is, like, what, 16 people, 14 people or something? You'd think I you could know. make, like, a group of, like, 50 if you wanted. But it's 16. That's the maybe. Box. Well, you could do two tables maybe next to each other, like parallel, you know, like Twin Towers, so to speak. Yeah. No pun intended. You could do but- it that way. At Boma, one of the main tables for sitting a big group, it looks like Africa. Oh, does it really? Oh, that's cute. And that's the table considered... shaped? Really? Yes, the table is shaped like Africa, and it's considered the king's table. Oh, I like that. I think I've sat there before. And I'm, I, think... I... Well, you're the king. You know, <laughs> that's what they told me when I did the restaurant tour. They told you about that, and maybe it's not the. I'm not gonna, you know, bet my money on it's called the King's Table, but I want to say that was called. But if you look at it, it's in the shape of Africa, so it's really a neat table because it's cool. not round. I'm gonna check it out next time. I love that restaurant; it's fantastic. And, and did you know that Boma 
is one of six Disney World Resort restaurants that was named in the USA Today 10 Best Reader Choice Awards for Best Amusement Park Restaurants. Oh, I'm not surprised. I don't I don't think anyone can compete with Disney for food. I don't care if they put that, you know, I love Universal. I know every year they put that one Universal restaurant in there. I'm not so sure. Because um, Disney dining is so good. Um can can I throw one in if you're paying? If you're paying the bill, say you're taking the whole family out to dinner, trails end. It's a buffet. There's only so much damage you can do, even if Aunt Sally, because of her mole surgery, has a little tinge of pain, is drinking a lot that night. There's only so much damage you can do, and you can get a lot of people in there. They, they max out at 14 for the reservation, so if you've got a really big group, you'd have to do a couple. But, um, yeah, it's not an expensive buffet. The food is really good. There's something for everyone unless, you know, someone is like, keto or you know super healthy or a vegan maybe i think even a vegan could probably eat there so i think that's a good option so we love you, trails oh sorry oh no go ahead i was gonna say we love trails in i do too and they have the same food they have at hoopty do basically yeah so it's just less it costs less it's, and there's a little arcade connected to it if you're you know your children finish before you're ready to end your meal they can just go play games there's a walk-up drink window. So if you're waiting outside, you can just walk up and get a drink if you're inclined because Aunt Sally's annoying you about her surgery. Like an alcoholic libation beverage drink? Yes. There's a oh little my. window you can just go up to and get a drink. So Gosh, it just never stops the drinking, huh? Yeah, well, you know. Crazy. You need to be aware that if you book a reservation for six or more people, they are going to charge you an automatic gratuity of 18%. So be prepared for that if you have six or more at your table. When I was there with the campies, we split our bills three ways, and they still added the 18% regardless of how the bills were split up. I don't know if they're supposed to do that, but that's how it happened every time. Oh, I always get it done that way. If you're with a group, even if you're splitting your bill, they're going to put the 18% on you if you have a table yeah. of six or more, regardless. And so. if your guests, uh, you know, a couple people in that party are in uh, the dining plan, uh, they will also charge them uh, for the gratuity as well. It's interesting, too, because when I go with a big group, like say we meet friends down there. Everybody has a different kind of discount. You've got your DVC person. You've got your Tables in Wonderland person. You've got your cast member discount. So our our bills are always complicated down there. And some gratuities, even if you just have two people, are going to be automatically added at 18%, like Tables in Wonderland or the cast member discount. So it can get a little complicated. But that's why when you sit down, you should know how everything you want things to be split. And I always start, like if we have a big group, I always say, this is on this bill. This is because if you don't, then it's a huge mess for the server at the end of the meal to sort of split everything up. Here, here's one thing I would say. I would say one of the most important things when dealing with a big group on every single issue, but dining in particular, is to make sure that everybody in the group gets their say. Because I once had, and this was just a disaster, I had three sisters and their families and the parents traveling together. So four separate rooms. At one point, each of the three sisters did their own dining reservations. And so about a month before travel, they had this huge argument and they went ahead and gave it all to me and said, make sense of it. And I thought, 
gosh, if they had just communicated a tiny bit better, we wouldn't have had this issue. And they were really nice people and they were all very close. Um, obviously, they're all traveling together. But um, so make sure every single person gets a say before you make those dining reservations at 180 days out. Maybe have a family meeting and find out what's important to people um, and respect other people's budgets. And maybe in the end, what you're going to do is not have every meal together. I think we can all agree groups traveling together don't need to eat every meal together. Somebody agree? Yes. I do agree. Agreed. I, I, Agreed. <laughs> thank you. Now it's absolutely true. You know, you don't have to be together 24 seven. Okay. Any final thoughts? Tony, you didn't get in your final thoughts. Final thought is if you are traveling with a large group, uh, just enjoy yourselves, enjoy your family, uh, your travel party, and have a good time. Let your travel agent do your do your worrying about your dining. Yeah, throw all your dining at your travel agent at the end when you and your three sisters make all the reservations. I'm telling you, that was ridiculous and funny. Let's go ahead and close out the show. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I want to thank you three for being on on a Tuesday night and if you like us you can find us on iTunes you can review the show you can talk with us and ask lots of questions on Facebook we have a private group if you're planning a vacation we would love to help you go to MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com and go ahead and put in a quote request I'll make sure you get the agent of your dreams if you don't choose one yourself our services are free thanks for joining us good night good night adios